and welcome to Just Plain Sense, the Equality and Diversity Podcast. I'm Christine Burns. A few weeks ago, on the 18th of June, a brand new radio station took to the air. So what, you may say? There are dozens. Brigadio, on 88.4 FM, is a station aimed at and run by lesbian, gay, bisexual and trans people. So, as this is a show about diversity, I've come to see one of Gadio's two founders, Toby Whitehouse. And we're better than at the station itself. Toby, welcome to Just Plain Sense. I suppose the first question's got to be, why a radio station for LGBT people? It's interesting. I mean, the, the, when Gadio first came about, it was as a project to support Manchester Pride initially. That was the kind of concept behind it. So we thought... What what's missing from from Manchester Pride? This was back in two thousand and six, um, and we thought something that was able to capture everything that was going on during the ten day festival because people tended to think of it as a big weekend of going out and getting drunk and stuff like that. And obviously that still happens, but we wanted to reflect the, the diversity of the festival as well. So we thought we could put on a radio station to do that for two weeks, and that's exactly how it started. Um, it, initially it was kind of conceived as Pride Radio or Pride FM or something like that um, but because of various reasons to do with sponsors and all that sort of stuff we, we couldn't do that um, but Pride were very supportive of, of it and so we went ahead anyway and did it as an independent project that went incredibly well um, but what was really clear is that Actually, there was such demand from the community, both in terms of people wanting to get involved with it and people listening to it, organisations wanting to use it as a platform, um, is that actually it, it warranted being something more than just a temporary festival radio station sort of seasonal thing. So over the, the sort of coming years after that, we developed that, made each one longer. We could only do up to a month in the sort of format that we were doing. Um, and then during the course of that, applied for a full-time licence to Ofcom when the opportunity arose and um, were awarded that back in 2008 and have just launched it on June the 18th, 2010. May. Made in Manchester. In Manchester. We are Gadio. Gadio. So what are you aiming to achieve? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Um, what are we aiming to achieve? In so when we applied for the licence, there were sort of various points that we sort of had to demonstrate in terms of what we wanted to do and one of them was to associated with kind of tackling homophobia and transphobia and in terms of making um, um, LGBT people more visible or perhaps audible is a, a more appropriate word um, but on the whole that the main purpose of the station actually is to provide um, something that, that doesn't exist and for people that feel that they're somehow underserved by mainstream media I mean the the odd thing is and it's not just about when we first came up with it people were sort of saying oh is there going to be enough gay stuff to talk about all the time and you know <laughs> to be honest the answer to that is no if we were doing gay subjects all the time but we're not we're doing gay LGBT I'll use that word quite broadly um, perspective that's the difference between Gaydio and other stations I mean we've got a lot of um, presenters that already work on other mainstream stations, you know, commercial stations, BBC stations, and the significant difference is that here they can be open and honest about, you know, who they are, they can be true to themselves. You still get on big national radio stations presenters that are openly gay and yet just can't refer in any way to that side of their life. I, you know, I do stuff at BBC Radio Manchester still, and for some reason... I still refer to my other half rather than my boyfriend, whereas that's completely different on Gadio. 
I suppose that takes us into a question that was in the back of my mind. Why can't we do this more with, with mainstream radio and television? I, I don't know. And and it happens more on TV, I think, than than radio. And I think it's because radio is such a personal medium. And, you know, it's effectively, it's one person talking to another person. And it's interesting how much of the presenter's life you see come across on the radio. Some people are very giving and you get quite a lot of them and you can form real kind of connections with them. Um, others aren't at all and you feel that you don't know them. Um, and it's, it's, that, it's that balance between if you did connect with someone, and I suppose because culturally, you know, over the, over the years, you know, we've gone through such changes and it would be, you know, the presenters that have been about in radio for God knows how long, and for them to suddenly change that relationship with the listener might be quite a difficult experience for the listener, um, and I think that that's partly responsible. Mm. I, I get while you were saying that, actually, you, you made me think that main, mainstream presenters like Chris Evans they do talk about their families, they mm. do talk about their lives, don't they? They do, um, but then if perhaps people like Scott Mills, who's openly gay, he's on Radio One, you know, does their drive time show, will very rarely refer to his mm. boyfriend, you know, and often refers to his flatmate and things like that. So. Are there any other stations like this? Yeah, I mean, actually, it was in- inspired by uh, Joy FM in Melbourne, um, which is um, Aust- Australia's first um, LGBT radio station. That's exactly the same as us in that it's got a community licence as opposed to a commercial licence. Obviously, in England, you've got Gaydar Radio down in the south. That's on DAB and Sky. Um, but that's very much focused at, I think, it's... It's very clear about what it does. It's a dance music station and its community content isn't as important, perhaps, as it is to us. Um, So you've got that in this country, but that's a commercial station as well. We've got, we're a social enterprise, we've got very different aims and objectives. Um, But we were inspired very much by Joy FM in Melbourne, and then you've got in Toronto, you've got Proud FM, which is the world's only commercial FM station. So we're part of kind of quite a small elite group, I'd like to think, of, of LGBT stations. Yeah. I, I guess in that it is quite important to recognise the diversity of the, the lesbian, gay, bisexual and trans community as well, because you said about dance stations, not everybody's into dance, we're not all the same ages. No, absolutely. And that that was probably the biggest, and still is perhaps, the biggest challenge that we've got here, is trying to reflect that. And without... Because w- what you don't want to do is try to be all things to all people and end up being nothing to no one you know and so what you have to do is go right where's where's the commonality here and actually you know so we're not trying to reinvent the wheel in terms of our kind of mainstream music policy during the day because actually we know what works well on lots of other radio stations we know what music's in the charts that's kind of a given so we don't try to do too much clever stuff during the day there um, but then we've got lots of specialist programs around that I mean when I was programming the station we kind of thought about look we looked towards BBC One as a bit of a model actually because that appeals to different people at different times of day so you know during the the day you've got kind of lots of housewives at home house husbands whatever um, and um and it appeals to that sort of audience then you know the kids coming home from school you've got your children's programming so it's different people at different times of day and I think that's something that, that we've tried to do as well so you've got kind of specialist music programming in the evening at the weekend at early doors you've got kind of more speechy based stuff um, at lunchtime we do more conversation so it, it it is difficult to try and toe that line between you know 
kind of wanting there to be a lot of people there listening and at the same time wanting to reflect the diversity of of the people that we're serving. This is Gadio. Gadio. Well, well, I mean, we're sitting in some very high-tech professional <laughs> studios here. What was involved in getting it off the ground? Yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot. It was, we, as I say, we got the... The license awarded to us. Well, they, they told us we could do it in August. Uh, sorry, in October uh, two thousand and eight. And from that date, they basically say, right, you've got two years to get the station on air, or you know, you can hand the license back. So we were very conscious then that you know, there's kind of this big journey to to get the station on air. Uh, two years sounds like a long time, but when you've got to you know, you've got to find the studio premises, somewhere to put the transmitter, which isn't an easy thing at all. Um, you've got to uh, raise the money to, you know, pay for all of that. There's so much involved. And I think there are some people, particularly people that have been involved in the short-term broadcasts, perhaps got a little bit frustrated that we couldn't just do it. You know, well, you've yeah. got the licence, why don't you just do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, why don't you just do it? But we're quite ambitious, I think, mm-hmm. as, as a station. We always have been, even during the short-term broadcasts. And we wanted to make sure that when we, you know, switch the transmitter on this time, we weren't going to have to switch it off again in a couple of months' time because we hadn't got enough resources, you know, th- there wasn't enough cash in the, the bank to see us through in terms of paying our electricity bills and stuff like that. So there was a lot of work around uh, forming partnerships with with people and we've been quite lucky in that, you know, in terms of both in terms of support from, say, the City Council, who are one of our foundation partners, um, through to people like Manchester Airport. So, you know, you've got those big kind of public bodies like that and then commercial entities like the airport that that have all come on board. But, you know, establishing those relationships takes a long time in itself. I was going to say, are there? A, I mean, you, it's part of your your model is financed by by advertising, or or I suppose you wouldn't be correct to call it sponsorship, but those sorts of feature programmes with with uh, the, the the local airport. I mean, I'd, imagine, I'd imagine are there problems in getting advertisers? It's we've just Stuart's our uh, business development manager. He's been with us for eight weeks now, um, and it's that's his realm completely you know myself and Ian Wallace who's the business director of Gadio um, we established those initial relationships with the foundation partners um, to literally to get us on air to get that money to build the station and put us on air after that we kind of handed the reins over to Stuart in terms of keeping it on air <laughs> um, and so he's been with us for eight weeks and we've just started to kind of hear the fruits of Stuart's work on air now. So you've got kind of traditional spot advertising, um, you know, your 30-second adverts that tell you about services, products, businesses, whatever. Um, but they're not, you know, if you look at a commercial station, that can take up to 12 minutes in an hour or more at some stations. We're, we're not going for that model. Um, and there is sponsorship. You know, Breakfast is sponsored by Cheshire Oaks uh, Retail Outlet, for example, which is another big business. Then you've got Traffic and Travels. So you've got Sponsored Elements. So that's sponsored by Fords of Winsford. Um, so, and to be honest, it, we were kind of think when we set it up, we knew that we'd received advertising through the trial broadcasts but we thought how is this going to work as an ongoing basis and so far it's going really really well we're really pleased with how it's going the interest from from big companies as well you know there's travel is proving to be a really interesting sort of sector to explore because there's all the different tourist boards are really interested in in marketing to our audience um so we're just starting to hear the the fruits of that on air now and it's it's quite exciting but also quite challenging to balance you know 
how commercial we are as a community station. Our licence dictates that only 50% of our income can come through advertising and sponsorship. So the other 50% has to come through grant funding or other earned income. Um, So it's quite challenging to maintain that balance and also making sure that it's not just tokenistic advertising and that it's actually really valuable to the people who are advertising and to the people that are listening to it. Because there's no point in just running adverts just for the sake of paying the bills. You know, you want it to be valuable as well. Well, that's that's really fascinating because when I thought to that question, I was thinking that you might meet resistance. We know that, for instance, in the United States, advertisers are very, very touchy about being associated with lesbian gay topics. But you're, you're saying that you're finding that the advertisers are very aware of you know, the, the pink pound. Absolutely. There's, I think, more and more so, and it, that's terminology that is kind of banded about quite a lot, the pink pound or uh, the Dorothy dollar in the States. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's interesting because you start talking to these big businesses and there are big businesses that we're talking to at the moment um, you know, that are based in America and stuff that seem very keen to, to, access, um, to access our audience. Um, I'm sure we will be met with resistance as well um, and I'm sure there's people that will think, well, we don't need to because um, you know, gay people can listen to other radio stations and stuff. I'm sure that will happen and um, we've not encountered it much yet. Just moving on then. Am I right? It's it's an FM station. Yeah, FM um, in Manchester. Um, and that, that was interesting when we sort of thought, because you don't know until you turn on the transmitter how far it's going to get out. And you're saying to it, oh, yeah, you'll be able to get it here and you'll be able to get it there. Until you turn it on, you don't really know. Um, but we seem to be going out quite far. I was driving over to Liverpool the other day and kind of got it fairly far out uh, in terms of Manchester. We didn't get it in Liverpool. Um, so it's FM, 88.4 FM in Manchester. You can get it online at gaydio.co.uk. That's an interesting area because what we're noticing is that there's significant audiences outside of Manchester that are really interested in this, that perhaps aren't being served by alternative LGBT uh, stations. Um, so we're noticing a significant number of people listening online. We've got online partnerships that are starting to develop with websites so people can access it through the websites. We're about to start one with the Lesbian and Gay Foundation, so you log on to their homepage and uh, you can access uh, Gaydio Player there. Um, you, we've just also released an iPhone app, uh, version 1. Uh, version 2 is just coming out very soon. We've not pushed it much on air at the moment because there's a couple of teething problems. Um, but version 2 has been released, I think, this week, uh, which will be fantastic. Fantastic. Even though we've not launched that on air properly, we've noticed that because you can interact with uh, the station through the app, you can send an email through it. We've not pushed it at all on air, and we're noticing that the number of emails that are coming through the app is really overwhelming. We've not even told anyone that it exists yet, um, and lots of people are listening um, through the iPhone app as well. So, yeah, it's good. So, yeah, I mean, your, your audience is global in that respect. Yeah, definitely. Um, and when and is it is, is it a straight audience as well? There is a, there, that that does exist. Um, I was talking to Jackie Crozier, who's the festival director of Manchester Pride, the other day, and she said that she went to have her, I think she had her hair done or her nails done or something, and her female straight hairdresser said that her and a fella listen to it all the time. It's like now their station of choice or whatever, and that's that's really positive to hear because that's part of what we were saying about making LGBT people more visible or audible. And actually, if 
heterosexual people are accessing Gadio as their station of choice, that's a fantastic statement, surely. As I suppose it's like the, the, the tendency of straight people to come to Canal Street, the, the gay village, because it's a, it's a good place to come for a night out. Yeah, what I don't want to happen, and that, you know, Canal Street sometimes gets a bit of criticism for being a bit kind of like, um, you know, with the hemp parties and stuff, kind of a bit novelty value or something. I don't. I don't want people to think of, of us as that. I just hope that they'll enjoy the the mix of music and speech and find the perspective that we're coming from refreshing on the on the wave band. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, tell me about some of the people behind the station, apart from yourself. Okay, so you've got Ian, who um, is the business director. Well, we're both directors of the company, um, but I tend to run the programming. He runs the business. Um, thank God, because I don't <laughs> like spreadsheets. Um, so, yeah, we, we set the station up together in 2006. He was the guy who listened to Joy FM in Melbourne and sort of was inspired by that. Um and we've just taken on Stuart, who's our business development manager, as I say. He's come over from Ireland from uh, Food and Wine magazine over there, and he runs our development sales function now. Um, Chris Holliday is our breakfast presenter. He um, comes from a sort of theatre background. Um, in fact, I met Chris at university doing a drama degree. Um, but so he presents our breakfast show, but he also delivers a lot of projects for us. So as I was saying earlier, 50% of our income has to come through other sources other than advertising and sponsorship. We get funded to do a lot of projects. So, for example, um, we're doing a project at the moment with um, young people across Greater Manchester, so not just Manchester City Centre. So we're out in Trafford and Sale and places like that doing work with people there. And Chris delivers a lot of those projects because as well as having a drama background, he's got a teaching background as well. So that's fantastic. So fuse his radio with the teaching and we're doing some really good work out in the districts, which is really important to us because it's not just the stuff that we do on air. You know, there's the radio station, but there's also, we call it the, the academy. So it's, there's all this training function that we do as well that also provides significant social gain to young people, old people, real diversity, actually. That was my next question then. So people can learn about radio through what you do as well. Absolutely. And we take a slightly different approach to some stations that have... Some stations tend to have a bit of an open-door policy in that you sort of, you know, you come in there's the studio, go in and have a go. Well, we've got a slightly different perspective to that, that actually, yeah, you can volunteer for the station, absolutely. We're we're based completely around volunteers, really, other than the people that I just mentioned. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's often about doing stuff off-air beforehand because, actually, it, it doesn't mean that just because you're here to, to learn, you need to put a microphone in that classroom, you know? Um but we're doing projects, as I said, with, with older people as well. Uh, I, I delivered a project before the station went on air for people who are unemployed and uh, living with HIV. So there's there's all sorts that goes on that you don't necessarily hear on the radio that the, the organisation's doing. Um, also, in terms, of, in terms of staffing, we've got a board of directors, um, which they're voluntary as well, uh, made up by... There's Paul Martin, who's the chief executive of the Lesbian and Gay Foundation. John Ryan's the managing editor of BBC Radio Manchester. You've got um, Vicken, Adrienne, uh, Gemma, Paul, 
Um, there's there's eight of us, I think, in total. So um, there's a, there's a board of directors that strategically run the company as well. Okay, so summing up again, once again, how can people hear the station? Eighty-eight point four FM. If you're listening in Manchester, online at gadio.co.uk. You can also listen uh, through your mobile phone. Uh, download the app if you've got an iPhone, or if not, there's details on the website of how else you can get it. And, and lastly, you've got a five-year license. Where do you see the station being in five years or ten years from now? That's it. Hopefully that license will be renewed for another five years after that. Um, we need to grow and grow. But I, I want to really up the level of content that's on the radio station. I want more than anything, though, for people to have tried it. I don't mind if it's not for them. That's the thing. You know, I really, I recognise that it's not going to be for everybody. But what I want in five years' time is to be able to turn around to just somebody that I meet in a bar, to anybody that I meet in a bar, and go, "Oh, I work for Gadio," and they go, "Oh yeah, I tried that. It either is or isn't for me." Mm-hmm. I've been speaking to Toby Whitehouse, one of the founders of Gadio, and that, as usual, brings us to the end of another episode of Just Plain Sense. If you'd like to hear more, then the place to go is our website. That's podcast.plain-sense.co.uk. Join us again soon for another programme on a topic relating to equality and diversity. For now, it's goodbye and thank you for listening. Just Plain Sense is a Plain Sense Limited production. Mm-hmm.